Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. This is how I was raised. And I said, and this is how we really should be yes. cooking and making meals because I really try to teach my kids about food waste mm-hmm. because it really is one of the biggest factors we do have with climate change. So I was like, I want to do a book about this. Like yeah. this is this this can really, I think anybody could really use. And it's not just you know, your leftover enchiladas that you got from a restaurant right. the night before, okay? This is this is about the buttermilk that you bought for one recipe that you have no idea what you're going to make and most people throw it away. Well, I'm going to yep. show you four other things that you can do yeah. with it. This is about the bottom of, you know, the chip bag that's all broken that most kids will just throw away. I can show you what you can do with those little bits. Smart. It's stuff like that, yeah. really, to, to also be creative and think outside the box a little bit. Yeah. And kind of give new life to the things you probably always look at in your fridge and pantry. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Where do we find you right now? We're at the end of summer. Like, what's happening in life right now? Well, I was just looking at the calendar. I was like, okay, we have, like, less than four weeks left of summer with my kids. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's funny. Like, it goes by so fast. I really do enjoy summer with my kids because there isn't a crazy routine, trying to rush them to school, lots of homework, you know, that kind of stuff, which is kind of fun. And so we've been taking our little weekend trips and some beach trips, and we have a really fun little cabin up in the Sequoia Mountains so we can get that fresh mountain air and go hiking and, you know, connect with nature and stuff. So we've done a lot of that this summer, which has been really fun. And I always get a little, little sad when summer ends. when it's over. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually, I was pretty proud of us this year 
I don't usually I feel like I'm surviving summer and mm-hmm. the summer I felt like we were thriving. Interesting. We really did Do you think that's the age of the kids? I think it's the age of the kids. I think we took we really <laughs> we took a trip at the beginning of summer that was sort of random to mm-hmm. be honest mm-hmm. and it was honestly because they're a sponsor of the show yeah. so totally truthful that's so cool. south dakota was like do you want to come to do you know south what's so dakota? funny my in-laws my sister-in-law yeah. who's one of my she's like my best friend yeah. like I, I adore her so much she's like a, a sister and she's not even blood related but they went there last year or or the summer before unexpectedly yes and loved it it was stunning it was and all so, the kids went and all the yeah. kids went. Yeah. It was so beautiful. We stayed in a cabin, which I I guess what was cool about it is it wasn't our normal vibe. Yeah, we played games. We yeah. like grilled. We went on a thousand hikes. Yep. We took them on some pretty challenging hikes mm-hmm. for them. It just ended up being so surprisingly awesome yeah. that. That's exactly it was what like, she says, yeah, too. Yeah, it was like funny. just this great kickstart to the mm-hmm. summer. That's so and cool. And the weather was yeah, great. It wasn't like was triple digits. Like, like no, <laughs> it was so perfect. We went in June, so yeah, it just ended up yeah. being amazing. Oh, and I feel so like nice. that just set us up. Yeah. They went to summer camp, so I also got to have a trip that was, I saw you know, that, just adults, which, which I'm was great. I'm going to ask you a million questions <laughs> off camera about that because it looked amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. It was also actually Challenging, but like all the things that you, yeah. We were meant to do a 100-mile hike, and halfway through I got really severe hives mm-hmm. all over my feet and uh, it was so much so that I couldn't keep walking yeah, yeah. Uh, which was real sexy mm-hmm. so we ended up going to Ibiza for uh, about a week and Jeez, if you it's amazing yeah. but nobody needs to be in Ibiza for a week <laughs> You really don't. It's like you want two nights, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're gonna go lay by a pool. I'm not a. I don't know. Are you this way? Like, I, I like to do. I stuff. like to do stuff. Yes, yeah, that's I can't how I am just too. lay. I Agreed. need to like. Like, hike. if I'm at the beach, I'm gonna paddleboard every exactly. day. If I'm in the mountains, I need to hike all the yeah. time or fish or do things like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. Where did you grow up? I grew up in here, Southern California. Did you really? Where Long about? Beach, girl. Long Beach, Went LBC. Okay. And, oh yeah. No. Total, oh, yeah. You really did. Yes, I did. Same class. Junior, junior high. He was actually older than me. But we Did overlapped. you think he was cool then? I think he thought he was cool. I don't know if everybody else <laughs> thought he was cool, but no, he definitely had already sort of a following. Yeah, yeah. he did. Oh, he was rapping even then. No, I, I mean, oh. sure, I'm sure he yeah. was, but he wasn't. He was Calvin then. It was oh, not Snoop Dogg. And this wow. was way before, but wow. um, not way before actually, but probably a little, a few years before. But he he had a he had a presence for sure. I would That's say cool. ba- very much like yeah. the X Factor. Yeah, yeah, the X Factor, the Snoop Factor. Yeah, the Snoop Factor. <laughs> I want to have that. Uh, <laughs> Me too. How, um, how old were you when you started working? I was young, so I kind of stumbled upon the business. My uncle was sort of in the business. He was kind of an actor way back in the day, a little bit, didn't love it so much, got into writing, and then got into photography really heavily. And so snapping pictures of his niece, that kind of thing, had friends who were big agents in LA and was like, let me show them. And that's kind of where it started. No so I was way. like eight and I no was modeling way. and like doing commercials. Oh my gosh. And it was kind of very uh, part-time-esque. My, you know, my, my mom and my dad were always like, you know, we'll do this as long as you enjoy it and it's yeah. not affecting school. And I was a really good student. Like school was important to me. And so it just kind of started there and then it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And did it feel natural to you to like, was it, did it feel like you were playing? I'm just trying to imagine being eight yeah, years old. I, don't, I and- think the picture stuff and the the more minimal acting was definitely natural. I was never one to shy away from a camera, mm-hmm. but acting like, like the first 
actual TV show that I did, it was def- I you know, I go back and I'm like, I was terrible. I, I had no, <laughs> no class, you know, I didn't take any classes or anything. It was purely my learning was experience wow. for sure. And so, um, which is probably the best way to learn, yeah. right? Not everybody gets that chance. But yeah, I was bad. I was real bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the time on the set, but I think what I enjoyed the most was the things I got to do because of it. So like the traveling, like I got to go through all through Europe when I was 15, 16 years old. I got to travel all through the States when I was 15. Like not many kids get to do that and experience those types of things that I got to experience. You know, it wasn't like my parents could afford that. You know, we, we lived with a very limited budget and my dad working two jobs and, you know, and all that. So the fact that I got those sort of opportunities because of what I was doing was kind of cool. How did they navigate that your parents because if they weren't familiar with the industry yeah and all of a sudden you guys find yourself I'm assuming they were with you and yeah my mom drove me every day to set and was with me and you know I never got emancipated or anything like that so it wasn't until later on when I did get my driver's license that I think I remember she would have to like sign me over to like our our set teachers or something if she wasn't coming up that day if she was with my brothers or something like that Got but it. before then she was always with us wow yeah always are, are you what's your birth order i'm the middle so i have an older brother who has since passed away but i have an older mm-hmm. brother me 5 years later and then my younger brother's 3 and a half years okay yeah wow yeah so you find yourself in this space and were you thinking i'm just doing this for fun and then i'm going to go to college and do this thing? Yeah, I mean, or? I always said I would go to college. I loved school. I thought maybe I'd be a teacher because I loved kids. I also was dancing heavily. That was kind of my thing as what well. What style of dance? All. I okay. did all of it. Cool. Like tap jazz, like all of it, and, and even some gymnastics. But dancing was kind of my passion back then. Again, I look back and I was like, I wasn't like amazing, so I don't think that was going to last very long. <laughs> um, so thankfully something else came around. Yeah. But it just became where apparently it was – where I was supposed to be, I guess. And the career was kind of there. So I just kind of followed it, really. I was, again, I take these sort of things, a lot of it is luck and being at the right place at the right time, right? I really do believe that. But I loved it. And I had a passion. You know, the passion definitely grew. If I didn't, I would I would have stopped. Can you think of experiences that you had where you were like, wow, that was divine timing. That was, I was in the right place, right time. Oh, or yeah. someone hooked it up. Or yeah. like, are there moments like that in your yeah, career? Yeah, I definitely feel like, I would say that with almost every sort of big job I've gotten, right? I mean, it's, you know, as an actor, you put a lot of sort of practice and work and you're trying to, you know, like navigate these sides and, you know, and go into a room of mostly men half the time who are looking you up and down. It's, it's, it's kind of, you know, crazy. Um, but really trying to find a place of confidence and sort of, but also being natural and to get a job was sort of huge. It was a big hurdle, like something you're working a lot. And I've had some massive disappointments too, but Mm. it's funny those, I look back now and some of those massive disappointments I've had, one, I'm like, oh, I really, I really am glad I didn't get that one. That probably wouldn't have been the best career choice. It's funny. Like that TV works. show? Oh, that one wait. was a movie. Okay. That one was a movie, actually. Okay. Yeah. That you were like this. It was, was me and two other girls, and, oh, wow. and I wanted it so badly. Oh. <laughs> so it was like so badly that I kind of took a break a little bit. When like you didn't I even get went it. to the beach that day when I found out I didn't get it. And I was like, mm. I just need to be alone. And mm. I just sat there for hours on end and just meditated and was like, okay. How old were you? I was late teens. Okay. Early 20s. 
Isn't late it teen, funny late those teens, like, I say. have you ever heard that expression, um, your rejection is God's protection? Yeah, for That sure. it was like, oh totally. no, if you had gone that way, yep. it wouldn't have been this thing. <clears throat> yep. It wouldn't have yep. been exactly what it was meant yeah, to be. for sure. How oh, I cool. totally would. I have a grandmother who raised, you know, was is very spiritual, I would say. She used to always tell me those things like, you know, everything does happen for a reason as much as you might not learn that right at the moment. It'll reveal itself later. May, mm-hmm. may, it may not reveal itself. That's okay too. There's definitely a few of those that I'm like, yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad that yeah, I'm glad that didn't, didn't happen. Uh, this just made me think, like, how important is a casting director? Oh, super. In, oh, and I haven't really thought of that. Well, before. casting directors are the ones that initially kind of start the list of who they think would be really great, right? And then they usually go pretty wide, and then they also will get submissions from agents. Like, you may not think of her for this role, but trust us, you know. And then sometimes they'll be open to letting somebody they wouldn't normally think for the role. But they go through all that. They're, that's the first person you have to get through before mm. you can even go above that. I, I don't know a lot about how shows are made. And to be fair, I don't actually watch a lot yeah, of TV I, shows. I'm funny. kind of a documentary either. girl. I, me too. Me too. <laughs> Speaking of documentaries, have you seen uh, The Deepest Breath? No. But okay, tell me I more. Because I just this... finished watching Wham! And it was amazing. Oh, I heard about that on the <laughs> radio. It was so good. Yeah, I mean, what... I was a huge Wham! fan. Yeah. And I was a huge George Michael fan. Yeah. This is very much of... I don't know how old you are, but... I'm 40. I, Okay, so I'm fi- I'm going to be 50. Cool. Very much of my time. Okay. And I loved it. That's I, what I it heard. was really kind of about not I mean it is about Wham and and also his sort of talent George Michael and how he went on. But it was also really about the friendship between the two guys. Oh, that's cool. It was really kind of cool and it was unexpected that's and really I learned cool. a lot about I think his name is Andrew, and I'm really sad that I can't remember his name. But it was kind of incredible. Mm, yeah, it was okay. really well done. Yeah. It's the second time I've heard it in less yeah, than 24 it's great. hours, so I'll it's watch great. it. It's great, yeah. Yeah, the one last... But tell me which one's this one? It's called The Deepest Breath. The Deepest Breath. It is... Someone told us to watch it. It's about free divers. Oh. And it is the most stressed out I've ever been watching a documentary in my life. But and once where I are they diving? Because my husband loves to shark dive. Into a hole. Oh, like, just in a just, hole. You're seeing how far down you can go. No, I'm okay. So, yeah. No, I'm on good. a single breath. Yeah. So you have to hold your, you have to hold your yeah. breath. You go all the nope. way down. Basically, your lungs <laughs> collapse. Yeah. And then you turn around and come back up. Okay. And half the time, they like black out before they get there and safety divers have to pull. It's the most stressful. And 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 the point of it is exactly. just, to, just to see Here's how far thing, you can go. All love to, to yeah. It's, Look, I love a good yeah, roller coaster, right? right? And an I get the adrenaline sport. of being even in like I, I think I was a I think I was a race car driver in another life because <laughs> I also really enjoy that. Yeah. I like that thrill. So yeah. I get yeah. the thrill of it all. Yeah. It's an extreme sport, but it's bonkers. But in, but, but in a really weird way. It's the only time <laughs> that I've seen an extreme I shouldn't sport. Say weird. And Everybody I'm has like, their yeah, thing. Yeah, they have but, their thing. Yeah. But I was like, I, I don't want to climb Everest, but I get it. You're yeah. climbing. It's beautiful, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. want to skydive, but I yeah. get it. You can yeah. see stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're diving into darkness. Yes. You can't see anything except the rope that you're trying to get to the bottom of. And yeah. then it's wild. Well, and it's also, I think for me mentally, yeah. you're having to lean on equipment to make sure you're alive. Right. I think that's where right? I have a harder time yeah. with. Well, I guess I guess if you're still doing Everest, you still have some equipment, but it's the breathing and the I don't know. It's just it's, a, it's a what, different. The what, water thing is a little harder yeah, for me, and I it, love the water. Don't get me wrong, I love like, the ocean. But. It felt super claustrophobic, yeah. but I was fascinated. It seems like the people who are best at it are women, which is what a girlfriend had said. Oh, watch this because all of I can it's, understand it's featuring that. Yeah. female divers. The mental game mm-hmm. that you have to yeah, have, totally. so that at no point in yeah. the dive down or back, yeah, 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 yeah. you can't panic. Yeah. 
Because yeah. if you panic, you'll yeah, lose totally. whatever oxygen Absolutely. you have. Absolutely, it's it's <clears> wild. <throat> so yeah. I recommend, but it's also yeah. It it was stressful. my husband would love it too. Yeah. That's a that's a that's so something he we shark can watch. dives. He loves. He's obsessed with sharks since he was a little boy. I have gone one time, and he loves to go shark diving outside but like of a great cave. whites. Like he loves the big like Jaws was his favorite film when he was a kid. He's like, fascinated. He's fascinated yeah. by them. Not scared. Like fascinated. And luckily, you know, I'm not afraid of, like, there's a yeah. lot of people who are afraid of the ocean yeah. because of sharks. Like, right. I do not have that. I don't have a passion to go search for them in a in a cage, right. you know, which they right. call the lunchbox, by the way. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's Is he, what they call does it. Does he do free diving He's done sharks? a couple of yeah. those. And after we had kids, I'm like, there's a thing like, called babysitting. Yeah, like, let's, like, let's, stay in the, let's stay in the cage now. Yeah, okay? you're like, and <laughs> yeah. um, there's also a great documentary about, I'll find it and send it to you guys, but okay. uh, it's this woman who was one of the foremost spear fishermen, spear, spear fisher woman, woman? Uh, in maybe the 60s wow. in Australia, her and her husband, and she became really famous for hunting sharks. And then she was, she and her husband were the people that Spielberg used Wow. To figure out how to make jaws, interesting. And they were so excited, so and they were pro- so I bet proud. Bet you anything, my husband knows who this person Probably. is. Probably, she's like eighty gotten, or ninety. Yeah, now. he's yeah. gotten all the insight, all the info, stuff. how yeah. they made that movie. Yeah. blah 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 blah. Yeah. It was so inspiring because she, <clears throat> they basically make the movie and realize they have accidentally made the world terrified of sharks. Yeah, and so she spends literally the rest of her life, yep. r- like saving sharks. Yep. I think by the time she was in her eighties, she had. Uh, made like 10 species endangered. It's mm-hmm. the most inspired. It's on Disney wow, Plus. So it's cool. so inspiring. Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously. During the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone, whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Guys, no two listeners of the show are exactly alike, which means that no two vacations you take are going to be exactly alike either. 
And if you're looking for a place that will serve all of you, Texas has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities that allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. I love Texas so much, I moved my family there for five years. Because here's the deal, Texas has it all. Are you a beach person? We got you. If you love a rugged vacation, not my jam, but there's plenty of campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. My favorite part about Texas? The food. It is the thing I miss the absolute most. Whether you love barbecue or Tex-Mex or just want to be in cities that take their food very seriously. You can enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. Yeah, my husband's a huge ocean, like, you know, all about conserving and and really getting people same. Like, he's like, there's nothing scary about them. They're beautiful. We need them. Right. You know, all of those things. We went, I went paddle boarding this weekend. We were in Santa Barbara for the weekend, doing a little weekend with the family. And I went out there and the water was so clear. And lately on Instagram, lots of people have been seeing sharks in Mm. the waters from Santa Barbara to like, you know, Montecito and down and like Rincon and all these Ventura. So I was, I was kind of itching to hopefully see one. Yeah. I didn't, but it was, it's, you know, it's, it's his thing. It's yeah. been his thing for, since he was a little kid. And I did it loves uh, last summer because I was doing a year of facing fears mm-hmm. and I'm not a very, uh, I'm much better now that uh-huh. year really helps, but I'm uh-huh. not very courageous yeah. about things like that. So I did all of these Just, challenges. I'm so curious. Diving, like, okay. like jumped out of an the, airplane. You did do all yeah, these? ran a marathon without training, like just did all this stuff that oh, was really you sound really like scary. my husband did a marathon without training and then killed himself afterwards. <laughs> oh, he, was like, he was like, that was the what? worst thing ever. I really should have prepared myself. And uh, it wasn't about facing up yeah, here. It was yeah. just like, let's see what I can did, do. He's like, I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> Is he a runner? He was. We both okay. were way oh, back okay. in the day. Yeah. But when I did it and you're out with people who love sharks and respect them it's such an it's such a different experience than I thought yeah and I remember this the girl who was taking pictures uh, she had a sticker on the back of her phone that said shark infested waters you mean their home yeah like I love that we're coming into their, their space yeah they're just trying That's to live what I say like when you know when we go up to the cabin and you know we've had a lot of fires here in California yeah. and, and lots of places and and it got some of the some of the fires in the last couple of years have gotten pretty close to our our area, and it's brought a lot of the bears down. Yeah, and people are going crazy, yeah. like you know, but like not in a good way. Yeah. Like like they're like freaking out. And granted, they're you know they're breaking into people's cabins and cars and all that kind of stuff because they're starving. Yeah. Guys. Like, yeah. We've like burnt their yeah. neighbor, you know, like literally yeah. their home and, and all that. And so we've seen a few and I'm, I'm fascinated. Yeah. Jack, Jack lives up in the mountains and he always you do? sees bears. Oh, it's amazing. Every day break-in. Oh yeah. <laughs> Every day. I mean, it's, I'm shocked our cabin has not been broken into. Wow. They've climbed the tree and gotten onto our balcony and literally ate a soy candle. <laughs> and I was like, did you enjoy like, it? Oh, no. I don't know if that tasted so great. <laughs> but uh, and then has gotten multiple times our bird feeder that we left up there, and then we used to leave food out for the deer and, and can't do nah, that anymore. Yeah. But I, they're just magic. They're magical. Yeah. They are. If I mean, I don't know. I feel the same way about sharks and, yeah. and bears. It's like yeah. 
Just let them be. They get a bad rap. They do get a bad rap. How long have you guys had a place, uh, like a cabin? Well, it's a neat little story. My grandfather built it in the 1960s. No way. So it has a very cool mid-century feel to it. And I... Again, I didn't come from a lot of money, so it was like the vacation. It was the summer. That's where we would that's go. That's what you were doing. And yeah. I was potty trained up there. I learned how to swim at the little pool, which is no longer there anymore. I learned how to fish up there with my grandfather. It was it was my summers growing up. And so we got, you know, handed the cabin literally at the beginning of COVID. My grandfather had passed away a few years prior. And my grandmother wasn't doing so great. And they were about ready to sell it, and I begged them. I said, please let me take yeah. care of it. I said, I will take over everything. I'll clean it out. I'll start updating it. Like, I want to keep this in the family. It means so much to me. And so they agreed, and it's been such an amazing thing to literally see the things that I was doing when I was young, now with my own kids. Cool. That's really, really so cool. cool. Yeah. I love – I mean, it sounds so obnoxious, but having – a place that you vacation yeah. over and yeah. over and yeah. over. Yeah. Um, our family's has been Hawaii <coughs> since mm-hmm. the kids oh, were Hawaii very Hawaii is like little. a very special place. So we sacred. went there again for spring yeah. break, and my husband's always like, can we just move yeah. here? Yeah, it is. So <laughs> It's like nothing else. Yeah. I agree with you. I, it just popped into my head this thought that, you know, I have the opportunity to sit with a lot of people yeah. in this industry. You've been doing this podcast a for a while. Hot minute, yeah, yeah. since 2017. Wow. Um, you are – very oddly grounded. You have a very grounded energy for someone who's been in this for as long as you have. Well, I mean, I give it all to my family. Like my grandmother was a huge, huge part of my life. She was extremely present and very, very much kind of my idea of looking like the way she looked at the world was very much how I wanted to look at the Mm. world. You know what I mean? My parents have been married for they just celebrated 57, 58 cool. years this year. You know, still live in the same house I grew up in. No way. Extremely modest family, but but very close. My my mom and my dad, you know, we see them all the time. And and I I, I attribute all of that that you're saying very much to my, my roots, for sure. Do you feel like it has always been like that, or did you have moments? I mean, there I can't even imagine what it's like to be a teenager <clears throat> yeah. and have— I'm assuming no matter where you yeah. go, everyone recognizes your face. Yes. Yeah. Yes. More more so when I was younger. And then it's now like, were you that girl? You yeah. know, you know, I don't know, like exactly the same, but um, but were you that girl? You know? And now it's funny because I've done shows since where I played now the mom role and and now it's like my daughter's friends are like, I love you on that show. How you know, funny. that kind of thing. Yeah. So but yes, it was. And and it's it can be very surreal. And my mom per se and my grandmother too would always say all the time probably almost too much this all can change Mm. this all can go away this will not be forever it could be forever it could not be forever that is completely up to you a lot of it right and so it kind of had that sense of like watch what you do be gracious be grateful and continue to, to to keep who you are, you know, and and there were moments that were very hard, you know, like we didn't have social media, yeah, but we had like websites and things that people love to talk yeah. on, you know. And I remember at the very beginning, it was more exciting to be like, "What is everybody saying?" You know, <laughs> and then you know you get the ones that aren't so nice, yeah. And and I remember my mom was like, "It's not worth it, yeah. like it's really not worth it." And it's funny because I still have that same sort of 
thought process to even social media. I read some of it yeah. because I want to respond to certain people they are asking for a recipe or right. whatever, you know, but I don't overdo it. Yeah. I don't overdo it because I, I, I try to remember, especially the social media part of it, that it's kind of a job, really. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It like, is, yeah. But it's, it's interesting. Like, I, I've, I've, I feel like I've continue to try to surround myself with people that are also very grounded. My mm-hmm. husband is very grounded. My in-laws, I, you know, I'm married into a family that is extremely grounded. Again, it could, it could all change. Yeah. I mean, it really could. I mean, yeah. that's, and we've seen that more than anything in the last few years, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Like the whole world changing. The whole world changed. And nobody, <clears throat> I mean, nobody thought that that was nobody. an actual possibility. No, of it's course so not. It's so funny to remember that time period when, you know, like things were going into lockdown and we were all sort of like, okay, two weeks at home. Right. We're going to just hang yeah. out. And like, have fun. Yeah, I cooked a ton, baked right? everything, yep. like did yep. all the stuff. And then it just kept going and it kept going. And mm-hmm. it's who would have ever thought that we could have been in a world? Mm-hmm. Or frankly, not to get weird, but when I look at the stuff that's happening with AI, I'm yeah. like, what's, hap- what's happening? Yeah. Like that's my good. my 16-year-old was doing some research on it recently. He came in and he said, Mom, I really... I really stressed myself out last night thinking like, what's the point of anything? Yeah. Like oh, what? And I was like, deep thought. I'm that's like, a very oh my, heavy, heavy I was heavy like, thought. as a mom, yeah. I don't even, I'm like, oh my Lord, how do I respond? Yeah. It's like when a little toddler asks you a question that you are not smart enough to have mm-hmm. the answer to. And mm-hmm. you're like, well, I don't know what mm-hmm. the color yellow is made of. And sometimes those, those answers, those non-answers, right, are okay. Right. Right. But when like, it's a, an older child, I know. that's, uh, that's I was a little like, harder. Uh, I said, well, I understand that. Yeah. Um, and I took a couple days and then I came back to him and I, I said, you know, I don't know what the future is going to be, but I do worry for his generation. I would say like teenagers to sort of mid-20s mm-hmm. because I feel like they are bombarded mm-hmm. with so many images that feel like it would make you not want to try. Yeah. It, it seems like it would, like you're sort of apathetic. You're mm-hmm. like, well, what's the point? Like yeah. everything that I try and, you know, I was excited about high school and then I had to spend two years doing distance right. learning or all of this stuff. And I just thought, man, I don't know what tomorrow's going to hold, but I want to raise these kids thinking that it's cool to give a damn, mm-hmm. to like work for something, mm-hmm. like to be better at your art mm-hmm. or to, you know, want to be a good friend mm-hmm. or to learn how to mm-hmm. bake the perfect mm-hmm. banana bread mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. it is. Right. But like, right. I, I sound cheesy, but I'm like, buddy, I hope that in our family, like we believe it's cool to care yeah. about something yeah. and maybe the robots take over. I yeah. don't know, yeah. but right. uh, be nice to your Alexa just right. in case. Yeah, <laughs> like, right, right, right. That's very, very yeah. true. It's, it's so true. To me, being healthy is really grounded in nutrition. Honestly, what I eat and what my kids eat is super important to how we live our lives. It's why I love a company like Thrive Market, because Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. So when I go online and I use their on-site filters, I can figure out exactly my lifestyle needs and trust that what I'm getting from Thrive Market is what I want to take into my body. When you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. 
You can join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash rach for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash rach thrivemarket.com slash rach. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. I think... Being home for a while was interesting. You're like, I loved it very much in the very beginning. It was like, this is amazing, getting to reconnect with my kids in a whole different way. And and then I saw the struggle that they were having with it. Like, they were missing their friends, and they were missing all of that stuff that's normal mm-hmm. for their age, right? Yeah. We'll never get that back. That's yeah. the crazy thing, yeah. right? So it's really now, I feel like people are really almost going above and beyond mm-hmm. to create experiences now like yeah. we were just talking on the way here like all these concerts are happening this yes. summer I was like well it's because they haven't had any yes. in so many years yeah. right and really trying to create big moments and memories and things like that to kind of you know again it's not like you're making up but you're sort of making up yeah. for it right yeah it is wild it's real wild but I do have a very deep sense that again there's there is a bigger picture there is reason there's there's value to to all of us being here, yeah, right? You absolutely. Know? Yeah. Because, man, if it wasn't, that's a, a lot of wasted energy. Right, right. <laughs> that's how I look at it, yeah. right? This is so I real. mean, this why so not? Real. Speaking of teenagers. Oh, I, I need to ask you a bunch yeah, of questions. Yeah, because how old is your oldest? Just turned 13. 13. Okay, mm-hmm. girl or boy? A girl. Okay, yeah. Um, a girl. I don't yeah. know yet what that's like because my yeah. little one, my daughter's Because boys six. are, yeah, they're different. And I know that with just having the eight-year-old. And it seems to be things are happening a little bit later than it did with my daughter. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you can yeah, sense that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. She just started middle school last year. So that was a really big change. And, and how, how has that been? It was, look, I think when you look at the big picture, it's it's going okay. Right. But it's hard. Uh, yes. It's middle school definitely, is hard for mid- us. I mean, like, I hated middle me school. Me too. Hated it. And I think most people will say the same thing. Yeah. Middle school's hard. It's a lot of hormones, a lot of changes. And then to go to a new school, she went from a very small private school to a very big mm, private school. Yeah, so hard. that was that was a big change yeah. for her. But it's it's going okay. She's finding her way. I think, you know, just making friends is so hard. And yeah. I do believe it's I don't want to say this like it's harder for girls. Or, I I think in that age group, I think girls are harder at that time. A hundred. Uh, you know? I think it's way harder. I, yeah, for girls. I think it's harder, and I'm I think sure girls we'll are have harder, harder times other. for for my son. Yeah. in different ways. Yeah. but but middle school, it's it's harder for yeah, girls. It is, know? and your hormones are raging, and yep. I can't imagine if it was so hard for us how 
much more difficult it is now that you do have access to social media right. or the other which girls have she access. She doesn't. Yeah. We're, we're holding out on it, which is right. very hard. Very I mean, that's probably hard. probably the yes. biggest challenge I have yes. right now with her. Yeah. And and I get why she wants it. You right. know, she's a good kid. It's right. not like this is how these kids are talking. Yeah. They're not I, even texting each other anymore. A hundred percent. I'm like, just pick up the phone. You I know. know. <laughs> like, they don't do that. They don't. They Snapchat. I you know. know. And all this. And yeah. So I feel sometimes I have the guilt yeah. of like, am I taking away? No. Hold out as long as I you am. can. As long what, how as old you were can. you? How, how old so were the kids? Like, in middle school was when everybody, not everybody, but like my oldest got access to it in middle school mm-hmm. because I did the thing where I was like, oh, he's going to be away from me for the first time. Right. But and that's I, a phone. I wanted mean. him to have a yeah, phone. Yeah, so Harper has a and, phone. Right. Yeah, so she definitely he has had, a phone. But I was like, oh, you can access YouTube, right. which was like the gateway, mm-hmm. right? And then it was like, well, then Snapchat. Right. Then And it was like a slowly like mm-hmm. – and I was navigating it. It was just a whole thing. It's um, a whole thing because even to put the security stuff right, on it, no. it's they still – They're smart. They can find a way around it. it's also time-consuming as a parent yes. to even go through it yes. all. Oh, trying to figure that out for four – different humans like even my daughter who has an ipad where she can watch disney like you have to set everything up it's hard i definitely was more lax so my middle schooler Mm -hmm. gets one hour on saturday and one hour on sunday and that's it like his phone doesn't work yeah yeah we got him a dumb phone Mm -hmm. you know where it's Mm -hmm. just text and call and what your location Mm -hmm. is and how old is he again he is 11 yeah so he's little yeah and even that was like, yeah. and I'm just because like, he's got an older sibling, yeah, and I know that's going to happen. It. That's it's it. It's what yeah. they say. Whatever the age of the oldest kid in the house is, the age of all the kids. Yep. So like the stuff that the oldest kid knows, the youngest kid mm-hmm. knows too. Um, my yep. daughter, who is six, said the s word the other day. My boys, I never heard them cuss as like little kids. I've definitely heard the teenagers accidentally cuss, right? But I've never, I never had little kids. And she said, like, she dropped something on the floor. <laughs> and she was like, oh, shit. And we all were like, what? what? And I looked at the team. They were like, we didn't. I'm like, yes, you did. She didn't hear that from anybody else. And it's not the show no, she's watching. No, I'm like, come on. She's watching Bluey. Like, yeah, there's not. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. so frustrating. Oh, so I'm like, oh, gosh. Lord, she's about to start a new school. Yeah. She's rolling into first grade. She's yeah. going to. I was like, I've, honestly, every day I'm like, Noah, you cannot yeah. use that word. You yeah. cannot. She's Mommy like, will why? Get in trouble. I, yeah, and I, it is funny to explain to a kid because she's like, "Why?" Yeah. And I'm like, "It's just a word. It's just a word." Because, but it's, I mean, it's I a big kid agree. word. I yeah, totally get yeah, it's it. just a word. I try not to put too much emphasis on it, but you know, not that we use them and they're not allowed to. But we kind of come with the bad words and we say it just doesn't make you look great. Exactly. I said, it's exactly. that it's not like it's the worst thing in the right. world because it is. It's a yeah. bunch of letters put together, right? Yeah. It's the meaning behind yes. it. And it just doesn't make you look good. <laughs> I was like, that's really what it's about. Especially you know, when like, you're six. Can yeah. you not drop that yeah. in first yes. grade, yes. please? <laughs> oh my gosh. What was the process like for you to become a mom? So well, it was something I definitely knew I wanted. Yeah. You know, I was never one that was like, maybe I will, maybe. No, I always wanted to be a mom. Mm. We ended up waiting a little bit longer than some people, but we waited five years, um, which was nice. It was kind of like giving us a good solid five years of really learning about each other and having time together and building, you know, careers or whatever we, we needed to do, which was kind of fun. And so when we finally were ready, I was very lucky and got pregnant right away when we started trying with my daughter. My son, not so much. It was weirdly enough harder, and it was five years later, so I was in my 40s, so it, was, it took a lot longer. 
loved both pregnancies. Like I loved being pregnant. Didn't love after being pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> the body change yeah. and the emotional mental change and the hormonal change was a lot. Brutal. It was yeah. it's brutal. Yeah. It's brutal. And I don't think we talk about it enough. <clears throat> no, we don't. I, I really don't. feel like I don't know if you felt like this, but I feel like in retrospect delivery and postpartum were sort of this like shielded information. Well, I feel like we put so much on pregnancy, which we should, yeah. and I totally get that. Right. But then it's all about the baby after, yes. right? And yes. it's it's like mom's kind of forgotten. Yes. And and that was the hardest thing for me to swallow because I was like, "Whoa." And you're in pain. And you're still trying to give all yes. your energy to this yes. little one, and then sometimes you're giving it to another one already and you know, with you with four, like I don't think there is enough on us after, right. you know, um, I'm lucky enough. I didn't have any postpartum afterward, but there were definite, like, it was a roller coaster, yeah. you know? And like, what is my body doing? And like, why am I not exactly what I was before? Right. Like, I don't have a baby anymore. Why yeah. is my body still looking like I'm pregnant? Like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I didn't really understand. Yeah. Um, well, and I wonder too, given your line of work, do you feel like there was more pressure? Because I had to go to work. Oh, no way. So I, when I got pregnant with my daughter, I was shooting a show in New York. And so first season, I was pregnant, but not showing or anything. And then by the time I went back for season two, I was literally six weeks. I just had my daughter and had to move back. It was super hard. First baby. First baby, moved back. My mother came with us, lived with us in a tiny little apartment in New York. And, um, Neither of my kids took bottles, so they were completely on me and then having to shoot long hours some days. And oh I will gosh. say the show that I was doing, thank God for the the crew and the producers and all that. They were so wonderful. Like anytime I was like leaking or needing yeah. to feel like they're like, okay, take a 10. Yeah. Like they were lovely <laughs> oh, about that. And it was great. like truly like you talk about the luck of just being at the right place at the right time, like as hard as it was, I thank God it was that job, you yeah. know, nothing. There was other jobs that I don't think would have been as easy. Right. But it was hard because she wasn't a great sleeper. And even years after, she was definitely more challenging as a baby infant, where my son was a little bit easier. Um, and as now since I've gotten, of course, you know, there's there's other challenges to, to both kids and different personalities and all that kind of stuff. But but I think being first kid and uh, it was a lot. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. And having to fit into things that didn't fit me anymore because I just had a baby, but I'm trying to look. In the, and I wasn't pregnant on the show. So all of a sudden I'm like, you know, yeah. 30, 40 pounds heavier than I was. Yeah. And that was hard. Yeah. It was real hard. That's you know? brutal. Six it was brutal. brutal. It was not, it was not fun. Yeah. As as much as I loved that job, it was the personal aspect of it was really, really hard. Yeah, you know, I'm and sure. days of getting up, you know, nursing all through the night and then still having to go to work at 4 30 in the morning. And she'd come with me because she didn't take a bottle. And my mom would come with me and she'd be in a dressing room with me. And oh my gosh, it was nuts. Bless. It was crazy. But Again, on the other side of it, great bonding. She has the most beautiful relationship with my mother. Cool. We were all together, you know, in New York, and my my husband and my mother have a great relationship because of that. And so, you know, you look at the you look at the other side of it. Yeah, it's kind of well, cool. And I feel like, I mean, this is what parenting is. You're just making it work. Oh gosh, yeah. You're like, um, but again, I don't know. like it really is a community. Yeah. Like I wouldn't have been able to do that with, yeah. without my mom. I yeah. mean. My my husband would have had to stop everything. And I don't know, like, it that would have been 
who knows what that would have been for our relationship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. For him not to have anything that he normally is used to job wise right. or career wise. Right. And, and so my mom gave us a really wonderful gift, That's you awesome. know, and I'm hoping she feels the same way with yeah, herself. I'm sure. you know? Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, like yeah, also totally. got to snuggle a baby all day, yeah. which is pretty dreamy. Yeah. yeah. I was wondering, I'm thinking of when I was a little girl mm-hmm. and I was watching you on TV. Mm-hmm. And I am not just saying this because you're sitting in front of me. <laughs> You were the most beautiful woman oh my gosh, I had you're ever so seen. No, and I feel like anybody my age would say the same thing. You were, if we could look like that, then life would be perfect. And I'm very curious what it felt like for you. Did that feel like natural and comfortable to you, or was that sort of were you forced to look certain ways? I think because I started. At a younger age, even before the first like big TV show that I did, where people did recognize me and and you know were were looking at me in that character in a different light, I was seeing beautiful girls all day long, right? So I truly never felt like I was you know different than kind of what I was being put around and auditioning against or like working in print ads and doing you know modeling and things like that. There was a plethora of beautiful girls, and again. Beautiful to one person can be different, beautiful to the other. You know, like, you know, my type is different. You know, what I see in men is different right. than what my girlfriends see in men. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like, everybody has a difference. And so I've been asked that question before. And it's it's interesting because I do believe a lot of the way people were perceiving me had a lot to do with my character. Right? Right. Anybody could have played that role. Mm, I do believe that. I do believe that. Maybe not anybody, but you know what I mean? Like a million other girls could have played that role. Interesting. So I think it was the time period. It was um, the character, how it was. She was a cheerleader. She was sweet. She came from a big family. Like there's many things about her, the character, that built that sort of idea of a cute, perfect girl, right? I don't know. Like that's kind of my thought process on it. There was other famous girls that have done other things that were right. actually auditioning for that same role, yeah. you know? Like, it's it's funny to me. They also were interested in wanting it. And it's funny how they went that way because I think they always thought the girl was going to be blonde, you know, like cheerleader blonde, you know? And they went brunette with it, which yeah. was very different for that time. Well, that's why. I had brown hair right. and everybody right. on TV right. was blonde. And, and, I, and I, that I understood yeah. because I remember even years before that, I did like a Barbie commercial, which yeah. is so funny because Barbie's so popular right now. But... I did a Barbie commercial, and I loved Barbies as a little girl. Loved them. You know, all different types. Love Skipper, and, you know, like, I I loved playing with dolls, you know. And so when I got that commercial, I was so excited. It was my first big commercial. But they wouldn't let me hold Barbie because I was brunette. Shut up. So I had to hold Ken. No! There are rules? (laughs) Because I wasn't blonde. So, so the girl, a blonde girl, so a blonde girl. Barbie. So it was two girls that were cast in it. I didn't know this until I got there that day. But this two girls wild. were cast in it. I was brunette. Another girl was blonde. The blonde girl got to hold Barbie and was like the star of the commercial. And if you go back, like I think yeah. I have it on my Instagram, but yeah. it's funny. And you just see me on the side, right, <laughs> holding Ken. And I was so upset. Like inside, oh my I was gosh. like, you know, and I was like thinking to myself, like she probably doesn't even play with Barbies, right. you know, like. But it was interesting because it's that sort of idea that girls that are blonde play with Barbie. Right. And Barbie's always blonde and, you know, which How we've funny. gone past that now. So I think there was also that. 
The yeah. fact that they kind of went a little bit different in the casting of it and they casted somebody with dark hair was yeah. a little different. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like being in that specific career as a teenager? Because you were a, a real teenager playing oh, yeah. a teenager. Oh, okay. for sure. I just uh, turned 15 when I started the oh, show. Oh, no way. Yeah. yeah. So did that play into like the way that you viewed your own body or yourself? Like how did that manifest? Well, for you? I think, you know, in the very beginning, my body was my body. I was a teenager. I, you know, was just starting to develop really at that point. My, my hardest time was more going into like my late teens. Cause I feel like that's when my body really started to change. Maybe it was my tap metabolism or just my hips started to kind of go out and then my boobs got bigger and things were kind of happening and to have all that happen in front of a million thousand crazy people who have opinions is yeah. definitely hard. Yeah. Definitely hard. And so, I mean, we all have, I feel like, whether you're on camera or not. I think as, as girls, that's just part of it. Now, even more than ever, it's it's funny how I had said this to somebody the other day. They were like, well, you know, you're going to be 50. Like, how do you feel? And I said, you know, I actually feel more settled in my body and, and everything now than I was even in my 30s or 40s. Right. And I don't know if that has anything to do with the fact that that's when I was having children. So my body was definitely changing and hormonally and all that kind of stuff. But I feel better now than I did 10, 20 years ago. That's awesome. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. No, I mean, I feel like I was so set up for success. And granted, I'm not wearing a two-piece and <laughs> right, a you know, string right. bikini. You but, should. Just but, let it well, be Well, I mean, but, you know, but it's... But I'm okay. It's like I'm yeah. okay with that, yeah. right? I'm not trying yeah. to ha be something that I'm okay not having that. Yeah. Like I, I had, I had the six pack for a little while. <laughs> You're like I did that. There I pictures. did it. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm really proud that I was able to carry two babies. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. that's something to be proud yeah. of, right? Hundred percent. And so I'll stuff my body into a one piece, and I'm totally <laughs> fine with that. <laughs> I just remember always. I was a huge fan of the Oprah show. And yeah, every time she turned a new decade, she'd be like, you guys, the 40s are the best decade yeah. of your life. Yeah. And she'd be like, the 50s, 50s are the best. Yeah. And she keeps doing yeah. it. So I'm just and like, she's still that. doing it. Yeah, I'm like, she's that's, still doing yeah, it. I, I want to be every year. And you know who was better. like, my grandmother was like that too. Oh, she lived cool. till 96 and she was oh, incredible. Cool. She was just one of those women that literally just embraced every part of it, every, every decade, every, you know, and, and was really into being beautiful, but the energy of being beautiful, if that makes sense, yeah, right? Totally. Like it wasn't about a certain size. She wasn't a size two, you know, like, you know, she wasn't even a size six. Yeah. Like, you know, she just was very much about having a beautiful personality, loving the beauty that she would see in people and, and the world. And, and that's what made her beautiful, mm, right? That's cool. Yeah. That's a really good thing to aspire mm -hmm. to. Um, not everybody gets to have women in their family, yeah. matriarchs that yeah. they sort yeah. of go, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I want. Yeah. And Agreed. not just in terms of like what someone does, but how someone lives. Yeah, that's that, because gift. that's it. Yeah. It's not about what you say. It's not about, you know, but it's about, it's like the same thing as parenting. It's like showing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Really being that true example. Not just saying it. Because kids won't hear the words. They'll see. Absolutely. The They'll actions. see the words in action. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. As you are getting... When do you turn 50? January. Oh, what day? 23rd. Oh, I'm the 9th. Oh. I'm so all, you're yeah. a Capricorn I'm like a Capricorn. my husband. Yes. yes. Okay. And you're a Sagittarius? Uh, no, I'm an Aquarius. No. I made that up. I yeah. just picked one. <laughs> no Because my son is, whatever, is an Aquarius. Oh, an Aquarius. And I should okay. have known better, Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. so you... All right. So we're approaching 50. Mm -hmm. approaching and 50. how... 
we don't have to talk about this if you don't want to, but I am obsessed with talking about female hormones. Yeah. Uh, so have you felt like, how have your hormones I feel like I'm managed? right there. It's funny. Okay. I feel okay right now. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I didn't feel that way even a year ago. Okay. And some of it was hormones. Some of it, I think, was just a couple years of COVID. I always have been someone who loved to be active. So I went to the gym. I would hike. I would, you know, take care of myself in that way. But I think... I probably was leaning on uh, things that were making me happy for the moment and probably wasn't the best for my body, mm. right? Caffeine or... Caffeine. Like not, like I'm actually not a huge caffeine person, but I would say wine. Yeah. I would say food, yeah. not best choices in food right. and all those things. And then last December, I threw my back out. Mm. And not in December, not the most important month as oh, a mama. Girl, Rich, I can't even tell you, and this is this was a very big turning point for me because I'm very much, uh, and my husband would laugh because I have control issues. <laughs> because I like I like to have my things, like right. I like to go to the gym, I like being active with my kids, I love to get out of bed and do. And when all that was taken away from me, Ooh, yeah, it put me in a very dark place. I bet. And I'm also not someone who who goes into dark places generally. Right. I'm usually very a positive person. I was raised very much that yeah. way. So to kind of feel that was scary. Yeah, I It bet. scared the crap out of me. I bet. And so here I was trying to do the things that you're supposed to do when you throw your back out. I had never done that before. So I was going to my chiropractor and I was doing the icing and the heating and all this kind of stuff. And I there was one time I went to my chiropractor and he go, and he's known me longer than my husband. And he goes, and he's a very spiritual person. He goes, I just need to tell you something. And he and I'm like, what? I'm crying on the table, right? It's just, I'm in massive pain. Can't drive, can't get out of bed, none of that, right? So he goes, I'm going to say something to you not to be mean. He goes, but you are not going to get better until you change your mind. He goes, I've never seen you like this. He goes, everything you're exuding and all your energy is dark. He goes, mm. you walked in here and I didn't even recognize you, not because of how you looked, but how you felt. Wow. He goes, you got to turn this around. It's crazy. Okay, I just got chills. I know. We all need people in our lives and who he's, are willing and, to and say it's that. Truly, it's, it's, and, and I don't even know if he knows how big of an impact that was for me. So, and my in-laws that are from Houston, Texas, they're very much into health as well. And they've always been big... Um, ice plungers. And mm -hmm. we used to always do mm -hmm. it when we would go to Houston, when they come to LA, we would do it. And so here I am with my back issues, you know, and going and, and literally it was our turn to go to Houston for Christmas. And I'm on the plane, cr like crying, like living on Motrin and right. trying to like put on a good face. And I, and it was, I literally had just seen my chiropractor and he goes, you need to change. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know? And so miserable through the whole, you know, sort of flight. And I get there and I'm like, I look at my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law. I'm like, please tell me I can do a cold plunge. And so I got into cold plunging again. And I now have completely been obsessed. Cool. It's been like my new sort of thing. And again, I've always been very active, loved going to the gym, loved being outside and paddleboarding and hiking and all this kind of stuff. But I got sort of a renewed sense of like... I don't know what it is, you know? I mean, some people find something that kind of takes them out of a dark place, and I will tell you that's what cold plunging did for me. Yeah. It's the craziest thing. Sometimes yeah. it'll be a book for somebody. Right. Sometimes it'll be like, you know, I'm going to drink 100 ounces of water a day. Right. Like, it could be that. That was my thing. 
And it's been such a wonderful sort of addition to all the wonderful things I was already doing Yeah, that it sped up my recovery really fast, which was great. And then it's really brought, and we, we are doing these kind of community sort of cold plunges with our friends and neighbors Ooh, and parents cool. and, and moms and all this, that it's been a really kind of cool thing that they that we've brought that our family in Texas was already doing for five years before it was even popular. Nice. Do you guys have a cold plunge now? So we do. We have okay. a cold plunge now, like which above is above ground built in, like one of those actual plunges. Got so it's it. called plunge. And I was lucky enough; they saw that I was doing them on my own with ice and cool. horse troughs on yeah. my own. You know, yeah. with, with friends and all that. They were like, "We'd love to send you one." So it's lovely that I get to use it every day if I yeah, wanted to. Yeah, nice. But I also do love the old school ice and water. And bringing our friends together that are like-minded and really about, you know, physical and mental health. It really, the dopamine of it all, I don't know if you do it or have ever done it. I'm a super weenie. Yeah, no, and and I'll tell you, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I I compare it to childbirth. I really do. But it's only three minutes where my first childbirth was 30 hours without drugs. So I'm like, if I can do that, you're right. I can do this for three minutes. You're totally right. I will say you have to have it. You have to have your your mindset. Yes. And I know you're very much that person. Yeah. So you just know have to you have to put yourself in a good mental state before yeah. trying it. But our kids are like doing it every now and then. And it's great for focus. And it, literally I mean, it's, everyone who does it, it's, it's they're, they're the obsessed. list is long. Yeah, it's long. My boyfriend's pretty, obsessed with it. Really? He's super healthy. Yep. Tell me then, wait, because I, I love this idea of like you get a community together. Well, like, is it just so like everyone? Oh my God, I would love to. Yeah. But wait, what's the like? So we go we in have and you're these done? two like metal, they're, they're stock tanks. Okay. They're like horse troughs, right? Yeah. And so you get them at home improvement stores. They, yeah. They're worth nothing. Like yeah. it's just metal tubs, right? And so we go and we do like the full on go grab ice. T- I mean, hundreds and hundreds of pounds of ice, right? <sighs> and we fill them up with some water and. Everybody comes over and takes turns, and it's really been – and they're all coming for different reasons. That's what I love about it. I have friends who suffer from anxiety. I have friends who just gave birth, right, and they want to try to, you know, kind of get back into shape, and maybe they're, like, hurting because they're carrying babies or, you know, I have a plethora of different reasons why people are doing it, which is what I love about it. Yeah. And there are moments when people are are probably having a personal struggle that day and – They'll get into the tub with someone they don't really know. And the connection between two people doing something kind of difficult for a few minutes is pretty incredible. That's really cool. It's pretty incredible. So people do that and then they just bounce or and like they bounce and they yeah. and they're you can see them on a high for and they'll <laughs> cool. call me two hours later and they'd be like, This is the best thing I've ever done. Oh, and I'm like, man. Well, come back I next know. Sunday. It's so. like the universe keeps sending me people telling me this story. So I'm like, I really Yeah. Need I mean, to. it's I know it's become uber crazy yeah. popular yeah. on social media and stuff, but I do give credit to my my Texas family because they've been doing it for five years. Yeah. And like I said, they've, they're in the health industry. So it really came from them. It really had nothing to do other than they were already doing it. And I remember doing it all the time with them and how great I felt. So I was like, I'm going to make this more of a – it was a weekly thing. And now I'm like, you know, a few times a week cool. now. And it's and you feel incredible. like that has helped with hormone stuff? Hormones, cool. mental. Yeah. Even my cellulite's gotten a little bit Ooh, better. Nice. Tell you that much. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Lots, yeah. lots of different things. Yeah. But I, it was the reason was because of my back. Are you, do you feel like you're having any symptoms of perimenopause? So been, I feel like I'm having it. It's and funny. Bleeding. And I thought I was too. And I went and, you know, went to go see that sort of special doctor and, and they ran all these tests and they said, I'm not, but okay. it's funny because 
you know, they say you kind of take after your mom. And I do remember my mom saying she was in her 50s. So I feel like I'm probably right there because I do believe my sleeping last year wasn't great. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of saying, I think it's hormonal. Mm -hmm. But again, not to like put something, the cold plunging has really helped my sleeping. Well, I I, I used to have to take some things like, you know, and to help sort of take sort of take the edge off. And that's when I was like a glass of wine to kind of calm my brain. I was like, like, it ends up two glasses of wine. And and then I feel like crap in the morning. And totally. So all that has been changed because I do believe it's helped hormonally. I really do. And again, I don't know if that's exactly in connection with it, but I'll take it. Well, I bet too that when you're doing something that drastic to take care of your health, that it has sort of ripple effects. Yeah. Like you're not going to make the same decisions you would when you weren't taking mm-hmm. as great a mm-hmm. care. So yep. Yep. no, I buy it though. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to do a cold yeah. punch. Yeah. Just suck it up. Well, I'm sure your boyfriend would love to do it. I know. You. He would love it. I've yeah. definitely done it after like a marathon. Yeah. So, like just yeah. to sort of For take sure. the inflammation yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. It's funny. It people up. are like, I do cold showers. And I'm like, I think cold showers are harder. Yeah. <laughs> because it's moving water. Right. right. To me, when you're going into a plunge, you kind of sit there still and and there's sort of a thermal layer that kind of creates a little bit yeah. more with the ice bath, not so much with the plunge because there's a filtration happening. Yeah. So that one definitely is a little bit harder. But running cold water, like, mm, that's like going into a waterfall of right. ice. Like, like, no thanks. Come on, you know, come like, on. I, I actually think that's harder, but I know a lot of people do that too. So there, I have no segue for this, but I want to ask this yeah, question yeah. is when and how did you get into cookbooks? Yeah. I've always loved to cook. So I came, again, going back to the women in my family, all the women in my family cooked. And I was always kind of that little girl that would see these women in the kitchen creating great meals and having fun, right? And and I just kind of wanted to be with them. So it started very early like that into really enjoying creating meals and being creative in sort of a different way, not just, you know, I, I love being creative. So, you know, I'm a creative person. So I always got that sense from acting and all that, but this was kind of a different sort of love. And so when I started traveling really as, as a teenager and going through, you know, different places in, in the South and going back East and learning different cultures and then going to Europe and learning different cuisines back, you know, in different areas back there, my love of food just like really expanded. So I've always done it. And then I was living in New York, actually, and I was always going to Chelsea Market on mm-hmm. my days off. Yeah. And I always would be like, oh, Food Network. Oh, I love watching. Like, I would always have a Food Network show on. Like, it was one of those TV shows that could just stay on all day. Yeah. And I would love to look at the food and listen to people talk about it. And it was easy for the, you know, my baby was long, young. Right. There was nothing wrong with her watching great right. food, right? So it was kind of that background sort of. And I was like, ah. What if they ever do a TV show with a non-chef? Like it was that simple. Yeah. Called my manager, was like, do you think you could get a meeting? Like, I I think I have a couple ideas. Yeah. Weirdly enough, they were like, sure. <laughs> and then I did a TV show. I did a cooking show for Food Network and Cooking Channel for a few years. So it was kind of backwards. I, I know most people do cookbooks and then they might get a TV show. It was totally the other way around. But it makes sense because I'm from TV. Right. So like yeah. that's kind of how it happened for me. So I did my first book which was out in 2018, I think it was, if that's right, or 2019. It was really just a lot of family-driven recipes, and it was one of the hardest things I'd ever done. Oh, I mean, you know, wow. books yeah. Books are 
I, I make a joke. I say right. it's like birthing a child with right. four hard corners. Like right. it's real hard, you know? Well, and I think having written in a few genres, cookbooks, because of the detail, because mm-hmm. you have to triple check and what's the yeah. thing and the recipe and the photos. And also just it's photos. It's photography. Like my husband's also an author and he does children's books and graphic novels. Oh, cool. You know? and so, I had no idea. Yeah. What, so um, four what? colorway books tend to be very, I mean, it's yeah. hard. It's yeah. definitely hard. I yeah. mean, graphic novels is like. I thought cookbooks were hard, and then he started graphic novels, and I'm like, oh holy gosh. moly, yeah. like 200 some odd pages, yeah. and then each page has, has like, yeah. you know, it's like it's a yeah. comic strip of yeah. just details, and the words are nothing. It's like all the art that he does. You wow. know, it's pretty Is incredible. he drawing them? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What um, age group? His last one, which is called Louis and Bear, it was it's like eight to twelve, I okay, would say. Cool. Yeah. Really fun. It's actually being made into a TV show, so it's super oh, exciting. Congratulations. And to then him. his next one's gonna be a little older. It's gonna okay. be like twelve to sixteen, maybe okay. twelve to fifteen. Right. It's a little darker. Yeah. Ooh, Maxwell fun. Dark, it's called. Yeah. Fun. So yeah, so yeah, we both are in books and they're very hard. And but I wanted to do a new one. It kind of uh the idea kind of came about during the beginning of COVID. We weren't all going to the grocery store all the time. And it sort of made me think of how I was raised where, again, I didn't, we didn't have a lot of money. So my mom was always stretching food, mm-hmm. right? To make like meat that was made on Monday was made into something else. Absolutely. And the enchiladas on yeah. Tuesday, right? Yeah. And so it made me think like, because I was kind of forced to do that yeah. because we weren't going to the grocery right. store. So I was like, we're going to get, I buy a ton of stuff and then I'm just going to stretch it as long as I can, yeah. right? And I was like, this is how I was raised. And I said, and this is how we really should be yes. cooking and making meals because I really try to teach my kids about food waste mm-hmm. because it really is one of the biggest factors we do have with climate change. So I was like, I want to do a book about this. Like yeah. this is this this can really, I think anybody could really use. And it's not just you know, your leftover enchiladas that you got from a restaurant right. the night before. Okay. This is this is about the buttermilk that you bought for one recipe that you have no idea what you're going to make and most people throw it away. Well, I'm going to yep. show you four other things that you can do yeah. with it. This is about the bottom of, you know, the chip bag that's all broken that most kids will just throw away. I can show you what you can do with those little bits. Smart. It's stuff like that, yeah. really, to to also be creative and think outside the box a little bit yeah. and kind of give new life to the things you probably always look at in your fridge and pantry. Yeah. yeah. I have to say, too, I am not exaggerating. You could go in and ask any of my kids or my boyfriend. <laughs> there is no greater high than using the entirety of some food Something, item. Of course. When you like finish yes. the coconut flakes. Yes. When you find a use yep. for the thing. Like when you've I just feel like I'm doing life correctly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you're yes. like, I didn't because it's yes. so it bums me out yeah. when I'm like, oh, this went bad. Yeah, I can't believe I, I did that. I like it's so stressful. I feel the same way. God, I, I love do that, you know, when up. when vegetables are starting to go bad yes. or fruit or whatever. And yeah. we co- you know, we compost. So I, you know, I, I and the reason why I compost yeah. is because yeah. That stuff would upset me so much. Absolutely. So I felt like there's another there's another way to. Mm-hmm. There's other ways to make this, you know, better. And Smart. so that's kind of why I came up with Here We Go Again. Cool. Uh, giving giving your leftovers like a little breath of fresh air, you nice. know, looking at them a little bit differently. Nice. Yeah. And I assume that listeners can get that book yes, anywhere. Anywhere, anywhere books book. are sold. You can go on my website. There's many links there and also on, on all my socials. It's pre-order right now, but as you know, pre-orders are Everything. so 
hugely important. So it's like, don't wait. Books. Just yeah. please. Just grab it now. Um, yeah. And so, but yeah, it comes out in September and I'll be doing a little tour and everything oh, again. Fun. So yeah, it'll be really Where fun. Where are you going on tour? I think we're not totally, but as of right now, it looks like New York, of course, New Jersey. I'll be in California in two places in LA, outside of LA. And then I'll be in Austin, it looks nice. like, and Chicago and did I miss anything? No. I think that's that's it good right ci- now. Good yeah. cities for eating. Yeah, yeah. Good eating cities. Yeah, just yeah. the major. I yeah. know it's the major cities. So yeah. yeah. But that's that's yeah. what to do. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for hanging Thanks out. Thanks for having we me. About I was everything. excited to meet you. Sharks and cookbooks I know, and right? kids and hormones, <laughs> ice plunges. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. Totally. No, it was a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble.